Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Stargaze hosts a space chatting about a proposal to airdrop stars to wreck dragon holders on Ethereum. I believe that's proposal 57 or 58, something like that. Let's take a listen. Good morning, everybody. Hope you all are having a great day. Um, we're going to give people another minute or two to roll in here and we'll get started. We've got uh, Lavana on the line right now and uh, Human Algorithm, our bridge engineer, who has uh, been uh, helping them get everything set up. All right. It looks like we've got a, a good amount of people here. We'll go ahead and get started now. Um, I guess why don't we go ahead and introduce um, our two speakers right now? Lavana, would you like to start? Sure. Hi. So I'm Jonathan Karras. Uh, I'm known on the Lavana Discord as Lavana Comms. I lead communication. I've uh, been part of the project for about a year and a half now, and I'm really excited about this proposal. And I'm really excited to explain a little bit about how it uh, works. I think clear up some, uh, you know, some. Uh, possible misunderstandings that we've seen on the Stargaze Discord, and just in general, talk a little bit about um, our, what the Lavana project is and our vision, and how we're really excited to work with the Stargaze team, and you know, and what that relationship has looked like over the past couple months. Thank you very much, um, and Human Algorithm we've had on before. Hey, you all know me, uh, Bridge Engineer, so ICS721, uh, Ethereum Bridging. NFTs, the Gravity Bridge, and now also this Lovano, which falls into the same kind of project. Great. Yeah, thanks for the introduction. Um, why don't you guys go ahead and start with um, how this project came to be about? Uh, sure. So uh, Lovana is a um, uh, Lovana about a year ago launched what now is um, the most successful NFT project within the, the Terra ecosystem. So we um, are at our core, if you're not familiar with the project, um, a DeFi uh, protocol or set of protocols that are focused around building leverage products. Lavana is a um, an acronym for leverage any asset, but it's also a um, uh, it's also a, a, a gamefi, uh, a narrative, a a comic book, a story. It's a it's a it's a world um, which is uh, about 500 years in the future. And has dragons um, essentially saving humanity on Mars, and that sounds like those two products are kind of like far away from each other. But um, what we've actually found is that the best way to onboard uh, people into crypto is through narratives and uh, storytelling. And so we had we used narratives and storytelling um, to build uh, roughly thirty thousand person community. On Terra, we had the 
largest um we had we had released eight mini games that uh, interacted with um uh with our nfts um we had the largest nft collection with the most amount of trading the largest um uh primary sale um most amount of holders if you didn't include uh you know namespaces or you know urls um which are also technically nfts but kind of in a category of their own um so what we've uh, done after the terra crash is looked for the 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 right um places within cosmos because we're we're very much at our heart um a cosmos focused community you know one of the things that attracted us to uh terra in the first place was that they were building on cosmos and they had uh they were ibc enabled um and uh, you know and that we could write in cosmosm uh we were rust developers and so it's um since the the crash of terra we've really focused on where we want to um where we want to be building where we want our community focused um and that's how we i think maybe about three months ago or maybe it's now four months ago um we were introduced to the stargaze team i think that we we first kicked off probably um in austin in june of this year and it was kind of just um love at first sight you know there's the 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 core the emphasis on core tech and um, on really wanting to innovate within the NFT space, um, we created these things called evolutionary NFTs, which were NFTs that could grow and change over time based on how you interacted with them. Um, we extended the CW721 uh, uh, contract on uh, Terra and you know, in order to be able to uh, incorporate some of these evolutionary features. Um, and right now we're, we're currently deployed with, uh, I believe, three different uh, um, uh, GameFi experiences on Juno, and we minted uh, or migrated um, some of our uh, assets uh, that were stranded on Terra over to Juno. And um, looking at kind of how, what are some of the friction and pain points that exist within the Cosmos ecosystem, we recognize the importance to collaborate with you know guys like Human Algorithm and the rest of the Stargaze team. Um, to really push forward on not just a conceptual level, but on a, a technical level and on an experiential level, what's happening within Cosmos NFTs and what's really possible. So, you know, I'd love to just pause here, um, you know, human algorithm, you know, if you, uh, it, I'd love to hear your thoughts of, you know, how we met and, and what we've uh, worked on together so far. But, uh, and then I'd love to just share really what the vision is and, uh, why I think that this uh, collaboration between the two projects um, is something that's going to be a, a net win for really for both communities. Yeah. So, um, you know, Stargaze and Levana have been talking for a while uh, after the wreck, considering the different ways that we could kind of partner together. And I think uh, recently in the past couple of months, the, the idea calcified in terms of how we would actually be able to partner and how this would all work. So we started kind of discussing the different ideas and whatnot. Uh, and, you know, what you see today in the proposal is kind of the form that it came into. Uh, maybe over the, uh, you know, we've been, uh, Stargaze and Levon have been working together just even on the nitty gritty of silly stuff like setting up a stars, stars D or uh, the multi-sig that was made for this proposal. And, and kind of as we did that, uh, we got to know the Levana team uh, on a more on a personal level as we were working with them together daily, which was pretty nice. Um, so 
Uh, Ron, do you want me to talk about kind of the purpose of the proposal or like what the plans are? Yeah, yeah, the purpose, maybe some of the technical implementation as well, and, um, you know, the overall benefits to the Stargaze ecosystem. Well, yeah, let me start at the high level, which is, um, you know, there's, there's, let's talk about marketing for a second. So, when we, well, first off, airdrops obviously can be considered kind of a form of, of marketing whether that was internal within Cosmos in the beginning and in the future where we'd like to airdrop kind of outside of the Cosmos community. And we have a pretty significant uh, amount of stars delegated for this or that we will be, that we're planning to use this for. So, um, because if you just look at the raw numbers, obviously, the amount of crypto users outside the Cosmos ecosystem is several orders of magnitude larger than the amount of crypto users within the Cosmos ecosystem. So when you have a number disparity like that, it it just becomes kind of obvious that the path forward uh, to make number go up, so to speak, is to go where the bigger number is. So there's a larger strategic initiative. It's not it's not just the Levana team. Um, as much as we love the Levana team, uh, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a bigger story here at play, which is we're trying to set up a way, kind of like a copy-paste mechanism where it's like, okay, well, if we can do this with Levana, we can kind of pick out teams within, uh, teams that we're able to develop a relationship with outside of the Cosmos ecosystem and kind of uh, copy and paste the same method. Uh, whether it's the same te- the uh, the same technical approach as a thing that we have to write, uh, or also the the process of partnership, and by doing that, we'll be able to tap into a much larger ecosystem and use the airdrops as marketing to bring users both into Cosmos but also into Stargate. I think that that's I think you hit the the nail on the head there that it's a. Uh... It's really not even about um, this particular. What we're trying to accomplish here is not really even about this particular NFT collection of the Wreck Dragons or about any specific community like the Levana community. We're really trying to create, we're trying to work together between Levana and Stargaze to create a, a flow that uh, can be refined, that can be tested at a small scale, you know, like what we're looking at. Um, you know, we're uh, so some of the details of the proposal are really designed. You know, if you peel away the onion, you'll see how they were all designed with kind of this in mind. Is that we're looking at probably close to around five hundred, possibly a uh, thousand uh, members from the Levana community will end up migrating over, and that may not not seem pretty significant, but what it does is it allows for a lot of data points as to where were the drop offs. What was the um, you know what was the open rate on the the marketing emails? How many people clicked through? How many people suffered uh, technical challenges um, that they couldn't understand actually how to redeem it? How many were stuck setting up their Kepler wallet? And there's so many other just little different types of friction that it's um, it, it really makes sense to uh, to to start this process with a kind of friendlies 
you know, with a with a team like Lavana that has experience with marketing, has experience with communication, has a generally tech savvy, um, uh, a, an NFT focused community that will give uh, candid feedback, and even just the feedback that we've had from beta testers from the Lavana community coming over and um, just walking through and uh, trying out uh, the Stargate store for the first time or bridging, um, you know, uh, bridging from Ethereum funds or from uh, funds from other ecosystems and just manually going through the process. And this is kind of the, you know, the work, um, some of the background work, you know, that uh, uh, similar to what Human Algorithm was saying a few minutes ago. And if we're successful here, then yes, by all means, um, we will be, you know, paving the way for um, a new user acquisition strategy. And to put it in perspective, um, you know, there's a there's a few uh, there's a few uh, areas of sensitivity that we really focused on, uh, so that this would be as uh, cost effective and uh, respectful to the, you know, to um, you know, to the, the uh, uh, I'd say the total treasury that, you know, we took um, a snapshot weeks ago. You know, if you do a quick search on uh, Twitter for Levana Stargaze, you know, you'll see things going back um, to early July. So this has been what we see today with this proposal actually goes back over three months of brainstorming and, and collaboration and, um, and, you know, and exploring um, what the processes of NFTs uh, in general and this was all in the back uh, in the background of um, uh, of uh, uh, IBC enabled uh, NFTs, which isn't even live yet. So we're we're still uh, working on the um, the the building blocks to get to these uh, interoperable, um, transferable, bridgeable NFTs. And uh, one of the main requirements for that is having like a really slick and really easy and really effective um, onboarding experience. And so it's exciting to be able to uh, take kind of our area of expertise, which is um, user experience, uh, design, uh, marketing, communications, which, you know, we I think we had best in class um, within the Terra ecosystem. And I think it'd be hard to really argue against that. And then to bring that to the Stargaze community and to really work hand in hand to nail this experience and then um, create a setup where it can be uh, reiterated or re-performed for many other projects. And some of the ways that we ensured that um, we'd be able to get the most uh, amount of benefit um, for this was things like taking the snapshot weeks ago, making sure that it doesn't matter how many NFTs that you hold as a Rec Dragon holder, um, you're still only getting the same amount. Uh, you'll get the 3,000 stars. Making sure that there's no way to game the system and spread your NFTs across a bunch of different wallets. Um, making sure that there's a clawback that any of the any of the uh, users that the platform wasn't successful, that the marketing efforts weren't successful at engaging, that those funds would all be clawed back um, to be used for future experiments by the um, Stargaze uh, community. So it's a lot of these little nuances that make us really excited about the potential here for all of Cosmos and all of Cosmos NFTs, um, specifically around uh, NFTs that, in, that incorporate functionality. And you know, we've got our eyes really focused on the ways actually to be able to build features and functionality on top of uh, what Stargaze offers, either through custom Cosmosm contracts that would actually run on Stargaze 
or a hybrid of web two um, slash web three uh, experiences like, uh, you know, that fall within the category of GameFi. So there's a lot to unpack here. Um, but uh, I, you know, I highly recommend taking the time to actually read the proposal. Um, and maybe we should break down the proposal and summarize it because I realize now that if you're listening and you haven't heard of the proposal before, um, you, you know, you might be a little lost, but in general, um, we're excited to be the guinea pig and to be the sounding board and to be the um, experienced designers um, and you know and uh, um, let's call it marketing designers to help Stargaze create an experience that we feel over the next five years will be able to onboard more than a million people. That's really what the long term goal is here: is how do we get a million people to come to Stargaze? What does that look like? And what does the experience need to be like in order to make that happen? Because we all know it's not happening on Ethereum. Nothing is happening on Ethereum. And it, funny enough, the, the whole reason that Wreck Dragons were launched on Ethereum, because again, if you look at the history, this was a Terra project. Um, none of the users on, uh, none of the Levana users or a very small fraction of the Levana users were collectors of NFTs within the Ethereum ecosystem. And the reason that um, we, uh, almost broke protocol or, or uh, seemingly broke protocol and went back to, you know, mint with the high costs and the low functionality on Ethereum was because we wanted a hands-on uh, project, the test bed, that we would be able to uh, work with the innovators within Cosmos to take Ethereum NFTs, bring them into the Cosmos ecosystem and add extra functionality. And I think that, you know, looking at the whole landscape and looking at, you know, the technical prowess it's very clear that the, the team that defines NFT innovation within Cosmos is Stargaze. Thank you very much for that, uh, Michael. I'm going to open up the floor for questions now. I know we had, uh, had somebody ask, uh, raise their hand here a bit. So if you have any questions uh, for Lavana or the Stargaze team about how the airdrop will work, um, please request to speak and We'll get you answered. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the Winter Plow collection themselves right now? Uh, sure. The Winter Plow connection uh, collection is is somewhat of a tongue in cheek. It's almost the opposite of the Wreck Dragons. You know, the Wreck Dragons um, were you know the dragons, uh, which is part of the Levana lore. Um, and because they had all gotten wrecked on Terra, so they went out and got menial jobs. Um, you know, working at a uh, as a janitor or at McDonald's or something similar. Uh, the Winter Pals is actually a, um, a you know a, a a winter animal. So you know that could be like a uh, you know a, a bear or uh, you know some other type of animal that you would imagine in a winter tundra, um, combined with a pal that represents um, a, a glimmer of hope, uh, a a summer animal. So it's these it's the idea of a pal that every time that you go through a winter, you should have a little pal, uh, a, a light of shining uh, hope. And we kind of see that within, you know, uh, within the, the cosmos ecosystem, that there are a lot of these little shimmers of hope of uh, projects that really have been continuing to grow and continuing to build uh, despite the, the bear market and the crypto winter that we're in. So again, it's, it's kind of a, being a, it's designed to be almost a, a humorous or tongue-in-cheek um, mirror uh, or a homage to the experience that many of us are going through as uh, builders and investors and um, and you know enthusiasts within the crypto space and the crypto winter that we're in today. 
Thanks a lot. Um, and I want to, I want to iterate that something like this has never happened before um, from Ethereum to Cosmos. So this would be a first time for that. And we want to be the first at do, doing these things. Um, human algorithm, can you explain to us technically uh, a little bit how that's going to look like from the user point of view? Uh, yeah, so we kind of simplified um, the user experience. So, so um, and we wrote this out in a proposal. So essentially, there'll be a UI. Uh, it'll probably be, um, it have the, it'll have the theme of Winter Pals. And uh, essentially, you'll go in there, you'll connect your MetaMask. It will say, you just sign a plain text signature or message. And then you will sign a message on Kepler. And then that will essentially make a, uh, a request to a contract that will figure out if you are, in fact, supposed to get an airdrop or not. And then at that point, you would get the stars and you would be added to a whitelist. And then you can just go to the uh, launch pad and uh, essentially mint your winter pal. So it's actually going to be, I think the UI is going to be pretty easy from the user perspective, not from the writing it perspective. Um, uh, yeah, that's definitely the goal is to have a, a very slick UI that uh, that is easy to go from never having used Stargaze to buy, you know, buying your first uh, uh, NFT. Yeah, and so we're essentially trying to experiment with how, how quick and easy can we make it for someone from the Ethereum ecosystem to come over and get their airdrop. So, so trying to move towards the minimal amount of steps, move towards the most aesthetically pleasing UI. Uh, and then as, as this process is happening, actually something that's really important about this, and as I mentioned before, is we're able to get real-time data about, like we have a bunch of assumptions. Uh, are people gonna are people gonna actually click on this airdrop? Are those users gonna be sticky? Uh, are they gonna be pleasant users or trolls? We don't really know. And by doing this, we're able to actually observe real data to see like what does an airdrop like this bring to the ecosystem. So that we'll have a benchmark as we go to do this for other collections. Yeah. So this is a this is a UI and a complete experience that we can pour out to other Ethereum ecosystems, uh, other Ethereum projects, right? Yeah. So I think there's going to be like a custom. Uh, t uh, what's that word when you have like a template, uh, a theme for for the page, and then uh, we'll be able to make one of those for each collection as we move forward. And then there's also, there's also a lot of really interesting, um, you know, ideas that, you know, have been discussed besides just for being able to, um, uh, you know, to, uh, to be able to customize the, the UX with like, by changing the back, you know, the, um, the subdomain or um, adding uh, banners or a custom background so that a collection could uh, in theory at some point just come on and do this um, uh, independently. I mean, even imagine, uh, you know, imagine where it's not even with uh, 
uh, stars or or it's stars in addition to something else. You know, imagine a world where you take assets that are either you know within Ethereum or you know in the future potentially from Solana, and then you wanted to create an experience within Stargaze, having that onboarding where okay, so here's the the steps that you have to do. Now you're going to um, see your assets as they appear um, in your in your Kepler wallet, uh, and they'll register in Stargaze, and then you'll also get you know um, game points, or you'll get an in-game currency, or you'll get uh, you know vouchers to read a comic book. Uh, the you know the 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 flexibility and the 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 breadth of um, uh, or scope of the 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 innovation that we want to bring to the onboarding experience um and the the collaborative work that i think that that this potential enables um is you know is a is real work and it's it's a and it's it's it takes uh, i think assumptions was a great point that you know a great uh, term that you used um uh, you know human algorithm that uh that we all have a lot of assumptions you know there was assumptions kind of going through the um uh, the the general uh, channel on Discord that I think are worth uh, you know bringing up here is um, is you know wouldn't just anybody it seems so obvious wouldn't anybody just uh, accept this um, you know this airdrop you know wouldn't we just see a hundred percent I think that people underestimate the challenge that it takes to get people to to notice something that's happening outside of their wheelhouse or you know even just that's something that's not right in front of their face. I mean, we saw this a lot like with the Evmos airdrop that the vast majority, I, I, I don't know if anybody has the final numbers, but it was far less than half. I think even less than, uh, than um, uh, you know, than one third that of uh, people that they airdrop to uh, outside of the Cosmos uh, community that actually um, fulfilled or, or clicked on the buttons or took the, the five minutes um, to get onboarded. And I think that that really is, uh, it all comes down to the user experience that you're going to uh, create. Um, and if you don't iterate and you don't try, then you're never going to succeed. And again, having a big part of that success is having the right um, audience to be a test subject. And I think that the, you know, having tens of thousands of, um, of uh, ex-Terrans is the perfect audience because they're a little bit they're they're a little bit savvy. They really haven't branched out to the general um, cosmos ecosystem, but they are they're willing to learn and they're willing to give feedback, and that's really um, incredibly valuable. Just even like the the dollar equivalent of trying to put together um, a uh, an effective uh, set of usability studies and analysis and um, beta test environment and iteration on the the UX um, would be not non-trivial. You know, it would take a bunch of it would take a project manager, um, a few designers, uh, you know, some engineers. Then you know, it would take the getting the mailing list. I mean, it's it's real work, and so a lot of this just kind of comes out of the box because of the relationship of uh, of our two teams. And I think that what we're going to get from this is um, we're going to understand um we're going to understand uh where the real friction points lie not just the friction points that we anticipate 
um, and we're going to understand a lot more of the the nuances of the metrics that are really required to make something like this successful and to scale. You know, obviously, if uh, if um, you know, what's what's the risk? The risk here is, um, you know, let's say the equivalent of a few hours of emissions of stargaze. I, I, I apologize. I don't remember offhand the exact amount of hourly stargaze um, uh, token emissions, but it could be that I'm off by an order of magnitude, and I apologize for that. But um, it's, a, it's a relatively low-risk um, uh, effort from the stargaze team with the potential to, uh, to really analyze, build, iterate, um, and actually come to market and have gone through uh, a very valuable uh, user growth experiment. And I'm very excited to do it. Uh, you know, just like, yeah, sorry, I'll pause because I'm rambling. Yeah, I, I wanted to um, go over the amount of stars because I saw people arguing about that. So it's 3,000 stars, right? Um, and how do we come up with that number? So the original airdrop was 2,500 stars. Ruan, can you kind of confirm that? Yeah, it was roughly, it was uh, something like 2,447 for each action you uh, took. So, for example, if you staked Osmo, you were eligible for that roughly 2,500 number. If you staked Adam, you were eligible for that number. If you were LP'd, you would be eligible for another portion of that. So I think um, there are up four ways for you to get um, 2,500 st stars roughly each time. Um, and at the time, the airdrop was uh, five figures. I want to say it's probably close to 2,000, maybe 1,800, something like that, USD value. Um, so that was initial airdrop to, um, that, that, that we made. And that's essentially how we got our community. I don't know if you guys were in our discord, uh, prior to the airdrop, but it was, uh, it was a little empty. So airdrops do work in bringing together a community. What was the, um, original estimate of the U S dollar value of that airdrop? Um, the entire airdrop, I believe was... I think something like $150 million. Um, um, go ahead. I think per person, it was like 2000 to 2000 Was it was around 1000 or $2,000? Something like that, right? It was more than $1,000. Um, I think uh, it was five figures. Uh, I think the peak off stars was $0.80. Cents. Um, we did have different missions people had to unlock, right? So you weren't able to claim the full amount um, until you're able to like mint an NFT and buy in the marketplace. But the value of the, of the amount was um, more than 1500, I believe. Yeah, so the, the price of stars today is like one tenth of what it was around the airdrop time, I believe. So, um, so yeah, so we, Asked for 20, uh, in this proposal, we're asking for 3,000 stars. The original airdrop was 2,500 stars. But back then, the, the price of stars was like almost 10x the price. So actually, what, we, what our original intention was, was, or our original thought about this was, let, let's just extend the airdrop to these new users to the ecosystem. That's kind of the, the spirit of it. Um, but even then, it's still only like one one tenth the dollar value in total. 
So essentially what I'm saying is that the numbers add up or even they kind of less than add up. <laughs> uh, so it's actually uh, in some way, in some ways, it, I mean, in the absolute stars amount, it's more stars than the original airdrop per user. But then from the other perspective, in a dollar amount, it's actually a lot less. So if we wanted to be commensurate with the original airdrop amount, we'd have to sit there and do the dollar to dollar calculation. It would actually be way more than 3,000 stars. It'd be like closer to 30,000 stars. Well, my my problem and, and one of the reasons that uh, the Lavana team wasn't interested in, you know, those those kind of numbers came up in conversation. It just wasn't interesting, you know, to to have such, you know, a large amount of stars because what we're we're really looking for is to see what makes people tick. You know, what what makes what's what makes people interested and curious? What's going to get them to um to to pique their interest in stargaze, to you know, set up Kepler, to um, learn how to um, how to connect accounts, um, and then is going to make them feel like they have you know a little bit of cash in their pocket so that they can actually play on the store and actually purchase things. And again, it's an experiment. And you know, worst case, worst case scenario here, every single person that was eligible, which is one thousand two hundred and change people. Um, from within Lavana, um, uh, uh, you know, because we the even the filtering process within Lavana was very aggressive. We wanted to make sure that it was people that were cross-chain savvy, um, people that uh, knew how to use bridges, people that um, you know that it was only one airdrop per wallet, so it didn't matter whether you were a whale or whether you were a minnow. And so these were a lot of the uh, the design decisions to really hone in on the target audience from as a subset of within Lavana itself. And then, um, you know, and then we wanted to, to, uh, to make sure that it was just enough. So you felt it was worth your time and it put uh, cash in, you know, so that you could actually spend on NFTs and worst case scenario um, where everybody signed up for it and everybody just dumped, it ended up being a dumping of, um, less than one tenth of one percent of the um, initial airdrop that went out. So the, the, the full downside risk to Stargaze is one tenth of one percent of the original airdrop um, from a dollar value. And the upside is to work with uh, a team and a community and a fresh set of eyes to get uh, to, to perform a first, not just within the Cosmos ecosystem, but within um, you know the Ethereum and multi-chain ecosystem as a whole, um, and to take this first and walk away with real tangible data that can help improve uh, Stargaze to become what I think really it, you know was where Stargaze uh, wants to be and and has the ability to become, which is the um, the largest uh, NFT ecosystem um, outside of Ethereum itself. I think that's really what the the goal is, and I think that that's possible. But it's it's going to come through iteration, and it's going to come through research. And these types of projects, like what we're proposing here, is exactly the type of um, research. You know, very little downside. You know, one tenth of one percent of the original airdrop. 
and then huge upside in terms of really nailing that onboarding experience or making, even if we don't nail it necessarily in this um, partnership, but if we uh, create something that then allows us to, um, you know, to springboard forward, to take all of the knowledge uh, and then ensure that the next time that this is done, uh, it's going to be done um, uh, far more effectively. You know, the Stargaze team and community is going to know exactly how much stars or dollar equivalent, you know, needs to be given to give people up, uh, to get people, you know, uh, to, to go through the process of creating a Kepler wallet and, and to onboarding. You know, we're going to know how to change the website. We're going to know what time of day to send the emails. Um, we're going to know what, what is the frequency of AMAs or, you know, community outreach that needs to be done. Um, what, what is the type of comms that's needed from the migrating uh, NFT uh, community in order to ensure a high um, success rate of attention and completion of the migration process. So all of this is uh, is really designed uh, for the long term value of Stargaze with very low um, risk. That's at least how I see it. Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh... We've got um we've got a question from Rec Gang on here. Hey Rec Gang. Hey guys, how you doing? I don't know if it's question time, so I can wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's question time. Yeah, everyone's uh, welcome to speak right now. Okay, very cool. Thanks. Um, I think it's an interesting concept. Obviously, it's good if we can onboard people from you know the Ethereum network and the EVM on Stargaze. Uh, I think that's a good objective. I'm just wondering, you know, uh, is this going to be open for all collections? Because the way the proposal reads right now, it's for Wreck Dragons. Um, and, you know, it's not to build out a bridging platform. It's it's more of like we're going to be airdropping this to, to Wreck Dragons uh, and not the other collections. But I think it would be cool if, uh, the popular blue chip collections can kind of have at this airdrop as well. Um, and I'm talking about like the big blue chip collections, because I'm not sure if Wreck Dragons has a lot of traction on Ethereum. I'm just being honest, like uh, the floor is, is $30 and you're asking for a $120 airdrop. Um, and there's, you know, <laughs> not that much volume either. So I'm not sure. I think it's going to be mostly Terra people that are going to be enjoying this airdrop. So, but I think there's a concept there that's really cool, which is trying to onboard more people from these chains by bridging their NFTs. So for me, if this was kind of like a sold as a bridging platform for ETH collections as a whole, any ETH collection, and maybe they get a small amount of, of uh, stars for bridging and then they can check out the marketplace, um, I think that makes more sense than just an airdrop for one specific collection. Um, those are kind of my thoughts. Yeah, so, uh, um, so, so kind of what you're saying this is just like a, a pilot, an experiment, a step one amongst many steps, right? So uh, let's say that this this was successful. We're probably just going to turn around and do this same exact thing for some other collection. And as I mentioned before, the real hard part is writing the code. Like, I'm going to be like deep into weeds and cosmosm writing this airdrop contract. 
as well as we have to make the front end and do all the MetaMask Kepler connection stuff. So once that is done, like the code perspective, it becomes pretty easy to essentially copy paste with a different UI for a different project. So let's say at that point you're like, um, like, hey, let's let's airdrop to some of the blue chips. Like, let's do it. Um, and and we can do it pretty quickly at that point. So really, right now, the greatest challenge is is just being able to get it working. Uh, and once it's working, I think it'll we can definitely and we will want to, by the way, work with members of our community to do outreach to Ethereum users and blue chips out there so that uh, we can engage these people and then quickly determine like who should get the airdrop and then kind of repeat this process. Yeah, and just to, to add to that, uh, Rekt, um, absolutely. It, it really isn't about the, 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 the Rekt Dragon project. It really has very little to do with Ethereum or an Ethereum community uh, as opposed to dealing with cross-chain. You know, I mean, look at it. It's that we took on a, we took a, a Terra project. We did a special mint uh, and did a, a workshop with the community to teach them how to onboard into Ethereum. We had them. Uh, ha we we taught them about bridging and how to um, how to to pay for minting and how to customize NFTs directly on Ethereum. And that the the goal of Rec Dragons is to be a test bed to. The, the to to cross chain bridging it's not uh it's it, we're not looking at a blue chip ethereum project it's a it's a it's a beta test and that's how it's been since the since the beginning of the the project you know you can go back again if you look at um if you do a quick twitter search to um stargaze and and lavana you can see even just around the time of the the initial minting that the the goal for uh, the the goal of what interest the community that was uh, that that came from Terra um, to the Rec Dragon project was to participate in um, NFT bridging, and that's why it's a really great community. Um, I'm surprised, you know, to be honest, that there's any trading of it because we took this of the the Rec Dragons because we took the snapshot as to who would be the 1,200 eligible um, uh, potential. Uh, uh, participants of this beta test, we took it uh, weeks ago, um, almost five weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. So why anybody would have, uh, you know, traded or anything like that since then, I guess maybe they just didn't understand the, the, the workflow of the experiment. Um, but uh, absolutely, the goal here is, is not about uh, one, connect, one um, project, but rather about a collaborative effort of creating an, uh, a uh, bridging and onboarding experience that then can be expanded to other projects. And I think that we've got the exact right people. So if you, you know, you might come and say, look, um, 3000 stars is too much stars. Um, we don't know that. That's a, that's a very interesting assumption and it could be. So we, you know, again, we looked at, uh, at the previous data, the previous data showed if you airdrop $2,000 of, of stars to people, you know, X amount of people is going to dump it, Y amount of people are going to stake it, you know, and Z amount of people are going to buy some stuff on the store. That happened uh, many months ago. Um, it's a, are people going to behave the same way if they're 
uh, if they're given 5% roughly of the same amount of airdrop, you know, because this airdrop is, you know, dollar for dollar value, you know, 100 bucks versus $2,000, you know, that's, that's 20x, um, give or take. And so it, it, how low can you get it um, and, uh, and ensure that you will capture the attention span of a community? That's one of the very interesting, um, you know, data points that we're excited to get. And, you know, you mentioned like, well, why not just like uh, airdrop to all these different communities, um, you know, just a little bit of uh, stars so that they can play with it. I think that that's a, that's a very challenging way to learn to improve or to iterate, you know, from, you know, my, my perspective, um, and just to give a little bit of like my background is that, uh, I've been working in the, um, consumer, uh, software design space for almost 20 years now. I've, I've built and designed many projects that have had over, uh, that have had tens of millions of monthly active users. And, um, the, you know, the, the spray and pray approach when a project is premature, when you don't have the funnel working correctly, um, when you don't know uh, what the friction points are or where you need to improve, when you don't know the uh, community support comms, when you don't know the right times of day, when you don't have, when you're kind of like shooting blind and you try and just address a large, broad community, you you're almost guaranteed for failure. And so, uh, while I completely agree, you know, Rec, that uh, that there's going to be um, uh, an, an excellent time for uh, Stargaze to open up something like this for a broad audience. But it, that's going to be, um, that's going to require a lot of effort. And the more that, um, that the, the Stargaze uh, infrastructure um, and, uh, and, uh, and, and workflow is polished uh, and refined, the, the more effective that that large um, onboarding push or marketing push, uh, you know, will just be successful. And so, you know, testing today is, is very valuable. Uh, uh, I've got a couple more questions and I know we're running out of time here. I'd like to ask Mike F. Catwad, um, what his questions or comments are. Let's get to all the questions though. I really want to hear the community feedback. Let's go. Hey, greetings, everyone. Um, I'm Mike F. Uh, many of you guys know me. Y'all are all very familiar with me. I am a squad community leader and a Stargaze investor. Um, I do have a statement that I want to make, and then I'll also have a question. Um, I will open with the statement, um, you know, my my only concern with all of this from what I'm hearing is, is that the way I view Stargaze and the way I view these other NFT marketplaces and, and the projects trying to come over to us is, is that I feel that we are superior and uh, we are superior because we are grassroots community organized. Um, we're, we're not necessarily just entirely all about profit. We're about helping others and we're about building community. So with that being said, I have absolutely no problems with helping others migrate over to our community. Um, you know, we, we are more than willing to embrace them with open arms. Um, my only concern with it is, is that at what, uh, how, will this inadvertently affect our network um 
and when I say that, you know, I, I'm referring to, you know, we we have had huge success on a grassroots level. And now it has been brought to my attention that a lot of people within the community uh, feel as as if there is is there is a bribe associated with this. And I think that is where the kickback is coming. Um, you know, I have absolutely no problem personally helping others to migrate over to our network. But uh, at the same time, I think it's just important to keep in mind that we are the superior network. They are upgrading when they make their move over to us and we can help them make that move. But at the same time, I'm not sure at how much financial risk to our network we should, you know, because we're, we're setting a precedence here. If we do it once, then we're going to have to do it for everybody. Um, so, you know, that's my statement. And that's just what I kind of want everybody to keep in the forefront of their mind as we engage with this governance proposal. Um, now for the question, I'm curious as to what bridging protocol we're going to be using to move these assets over. Um, so if somebody could answer that for me. Yeah, uh, let me respond to both points. You know, I actually love this point. Um, I mean, you're right. Like, <clears throat> so the enthusiasm within the Cosmos community, I mean, is stellar. Um, you never seen such engagement, right? Uh, and I'm not really sure if you have that in the other ecosystems like we do. And, and, and that's definitely what is really what our strength is. And especially, you know, Stargaze being voted most decentralized chain. I mean, that's where the action is, 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 is doing crypto right. Um, so we're definitely uh, on board with with all of that. And I, I think kind of like what you're getting is like, is like the spirit, like kind of like the spirit behind the um, statement is like, who's assimilating who, right? Like, um, uh, you know, are, are, are they assimilating us or are we assimilating them? And I think you're saying that we have to be cognizant that it, we are assimilating them. It's not the, it's not the other way around. It's not, it's not turning cosmos into Ethereum. It's kind of like, we're inviting them. They're guests in our house, in a way. And I, I agree with that. That is the philosophical stance that we need to to stick with. Does that make sense so far? Am I clarifying what you said? Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, I mean, I just, I, I feel that, you know, there has been a lot of effort from multiple angles by not only the developers and creators of Stargaze, but from the community as a whole to build this into this decentralized framework that we have. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's a two pronged approach from the top and the bottom, from the development end and from the community end. And my concern is, is that I just don't want us to get too uh, excited to bring fresh blood into the community at the risk of damaging or endangering what we have already built. Um, and so I'm wondering about the precedents that we're setting. Um, if we do this once, how many other times are we going to have to do this? And are we going to turn into just a giant cash grab in the middle of a bear market? Yeah. yeah. You know, there, there's something more fundamental at play here, uh, you know, in any social network, um, you know, when every time you start an organization or anything, the, the people in the beginning are kind of like the core people and they really get the ethos of what's going on. That's what drew them as, a, as an early adopter. Right. And uh, 
Um, on one hand, it's like you want to maintain that that ethos, but on on or ethos rather. Um, but on but on the other hand, it's like, uh, you know, how do you scale that? And I, I think that's like a general problem. And that that's that's something like worth discussion in general because on on one hand it's like yes cosmos is this highly focused highly engaged community um and in a, in a lot of ways we've attracted all the best people the most enthusiastic people the most organic people etc um but then there's also that challenge which is how do, how do we you know not just stargaze not just Levana or whatever but how, how do we scale beyond like where we are in terms of numbers and to your point, if we do that too soon, we we kind of debase the 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 organic sense of the community. If we do, if we if we rush to do it, right? But on the other hand, is this kind of looming question, which is like we have to do this at some point. Does that does that make sense? So about which uh, which bridging protocol um, is being used for this, uh, you know, can can I get some some back end details on yep. which protocol will be used and what the, you know, the the details are going to be? Yeah. So. Um, so, like I said, uh, we kind of we modified this a little a little bit. Right. So just to th there was a dis uh, this a discussion that occurred in uh, we were at Cosmoverse. And I was literally sitting down to write it. And then uh, I don't know if you guys know McCall the Wild. He just kind of came and said, no, don't do it that way. Do it this way. It's a lot easier. Um, and essentially, uh, we're not we, for this. We actually don't need to bridge. So what, we'll, what we're doing is there'll be a UI. There's going to be uh, a MetaMask sign in, sign a message that proves that your wallet in MetaMask and there's a Kepler sign in, you sign in, um, you sign that message. And by signing both messages, our backend will determine that you own both addresses and therefore are eligible for this being added to a whitelist. And only the people on the whitelist will be able to mint the winter pal. Okay, so nothing effectively happens to the assets on the Ethereum side, right? So you're basically telling me that these people will not only own their Ethereum asset, they will also receive an airdrop and be able to have their asset on the Stargate side as well. Is that correct? That's correct in the in the current implementation, yes. Uh, a diff, but it's, uh. a, it's a different asset. So one of the things that we were looking at is the secure ways to bridge NFTs and the status of that. That's something that we've been working with the Stargaze team on um, and just general members of, of uh, the Cosmos community for roughly three months now. And un unfortunately, the bridging isn't, uh, is still a work in progress. Um, you know, the, uh, the initial proposal, if you go back onto Commonwealth, which I believe is about five weeks old, you'll see that it references um, uh, you know, the gravity bridge. Um, as the initial mechanism for uh, bridging, but Wait, so can I, we've... sorry, can I correct you on one thing? Um, yes, so please. as I've been saying, yep. there's two parts, right? There's the gravity bridge side. We're still committed to gravity bridge, and then there's the ICS 721 side, right? And the ICS 721 is transferred from gravity bridge to cause anything in cosmos or in between. We actually have massive progress on ICS 721. I mean, this thing is already working in testnet, um, thanks to uh, Zeke from Juno. 
um, and some of the ARC protocol guys. So uh, we're actually much closer to the bridging completion uh, than we were before. And uh, actually, um, there's going to be some announcements with that. I mean, the PR is right there, and it's essentially working at this point in testnet for ICS 721. So, yeah, I am a member of the ICS 721 work group, and that is kind of where I was going with this. Wouldn't it be a little more uh, frugal to or prudent, more so to say, to to wait until we have a finished product with uh, ICS 721 and then look at importing assets over that way? Um, I am in full support of using Gravity Bridge to bring the assets over. You know, it's it's so decentralized and uh, and Gravity Bridge, in my opinion, is, you know, a, a rudimentary part of infrastructure within Cosmos. And, uh, you know, I feel that if we were to use the bridge, at least through that method, the Ethereum asset will be locked up and trapped to where people cannot just, you know, kind of double dip into this endeavor and profit from it on both sides while also receiving an airdrop. Yeah, I think, I think, that's, a good, I think that's a good point. I, you know, um, I, I think you're kind of going a, a priori here where it's like that would certainly be the ideal scenario, right? Um, like, when it, like if we had the ability to just seamlessly bridge stuff, we would probably do something like that right now. Um, a lot of these steps take time. Like, for example, I mentioned the ICS 721 is working in testnet. Like, we still need to get audited. Like, how long is that audit going to take? And then there's going to be this thing called um, Game of NFTs where people try to hack ICS 721. Uh, that's on the horizon. And um, I think the spirit of this airdrop uh, is, is mostly centered around kind of just keeping the ball moving in the, in the interim. Where, yeah, if we had all the pieces like in our hand, like we would probably just do what you said. Uh, but well, it's a lot to test at once. I yeah, mean, exactly. Uh, yeah, just the the amount of moving pieces and and the amount of education, you know, is uh, is um, is significant. And to kind of go back to a few things that you uh, mentioned, uh, Mike, is uh, you know we. Um, you know, to, to kind of prevent that double dipping. So there was a, a very rigorous process of really whittling down from 30,000 potential eligible people to participate in this beta um, to getting it to, uh, you know, less than 1,500. And then even within that less than 1,500, uh, there was a cap per wallet and a surprise snapshot taken to prevent manipulation. I mean, if you want to look at this as a... Uh, you know, if if it is true, it, it, you mentioned about um, not creating precedents, but I think actually what we're trying to do is to break an unhealthy previous precedence. You know, this uh, this airdrop is roughly dollar for dollar value, a ninety five percent diminishment reduction from the previous airdrop that Stargaze performed, and what and and really what we're trying to focus is on, on all of the preliminary elements here is that. Is it possible, even with when you reduce the airdrop by ninety five percent, to spark the interest to get? Uh, you know, we're talking about a few hundred beta testers, possibly a thousand beta testers, to participate in an onboarding experience to sim- even onboard into Kepler, which is a challenging process that the Lavana team has been working on refining for months now since the collapse of Terra. So it's you're right; it could be that. Um, we wait 
let's just be realistic, you know, six months before all the ducks are in a row and then try and um, beta test everything at once and really refine everything at once or hope that we get it all right the first time. But I think that the approach that came from these the last three months of discussions with the Stargaze team is that if we break things up into real MVPs and we really try and um, and throw away you know uh, previous precedents and to just start with a, a small um, surgical uh, experiment, let's see actually what the numbers tell us. You know, are, um, are people are people going to dump? Are people going to trade? Are people going to mint? We don't know. And that's that's part of what we're looking at here. All right. Um, I want to get to some of the other questions. People have their hands up. I, I also want to um, to mention that these crypto winter pals were something that Levana uh, promised to their holders earlier, and they could essentially go anywhere to any chain, but they decided to to launch the project on Stargaze. And we've had very good experiences with other Terra projects. Some of our top projects are, you know, Space Safe Society, Stargaze Citizens, um, Rebels. So we, um, we're we in good company with the Terra folks. Um, I want to go ahead and, and, and also they're separate assets. So basically the Ethereum side, you're confirming you own one asset and you're getting the stars airdrop on the other side and a new um, Stargaze native NFT asset uh, on the Stargaze side. Um, v, uh, Rekt V, what's your question? I know you've been waiting for a bit. Hi, you guys. Uh, hope you can hear me. Just a few points I wanted to make. Uh, firstly, the way that the proposal is put out, the idea is to onboard strong, active, engaging NFT communities from Ethereum. Um, it must be clarified that Levana is not a strong, active NFT community on Ethereum. It's a strong, active NFT community on the Cosmos. It was considered as a blue chip on Terra, but not on Ethereum. So the whole idea of onboarding Ethereum communities is not correct. Um, so just wanted some clarification on that because Levana itself has moved to Juno right now, and most of the users are on Juno. So the idea of onboarding Ethereum people to Cosmos is not actually correct. Um, secondly, in terms of them being assets, uh, Levana team has repeatedly said that Levana NFTs are not an investment and they are not uh, an asset per se. So just wanted the comments on some of those. Also, and if Levana was actually, uh, if the Red Dragons were an active, engaged community, we'd see more volume. However, the best volume we've seen is three Ethereum since the launch has occurred. So just a few comments that I wanted to make there. Those are all great points. And I want to clarify that the Rec Dragon was created on Ethereum in order to build a beta community for this, uh, this transfer over to Cosmos. So we took Terra individuals, we taught them how to onboard into Ethereum, we taught them how to mint from a new uh, asset on Ethereum. We learned a lot from that experience. And then now we are teaching them how to bring those assets over to Cosmos. The, 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 the point isn't really about the wrecked dragons. It's that we need something to build around. We need some asset that, that our beta testers own that then we can use 
to refine this user experience before then it's attempted on many different uh, projects. So that's that's why it's such a small contained um, uh, uh, you know proposal here. We're looking to see what's the best way that we can get educated people um, that 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 care and are interested in refining this process to participate in um, the the building of something new. The fact that you know we had to go and we had to create our own uh, set for this and we had to get people to sign up and we had to get them to jump through a bunch of steps to filter out that they actually um, were you know good beta testers. I think that that's kind of all a side point as to what's the goal of this project. We're, we're, if the goal of this project isn't to reach out to board apes or, or um, you know, punks and then to try and get them to move over to Stargaze. I think that those types of attempts would fail. But I think that through the uh, knowledge that's gained uh, uh, working on this uh, process, which is going to be a multi-step process, that the friction points will be diminished and a user experience that flows uh, and is easy and has a high level of success for a massive audience can be created, refined, and delivered. So the idea is that people who've uh, bought these red dragons on Ethereum, just to bring them over as a beta test, whether you can bring those same people that were uh, community members of the Cosmos, to bring them back to Stargaze, you want to give them 3,000 stars just to bring them back where they started from. They started from the cosmos, you're bringing them back to the cosmos. Well, they're already probably on the cosmos because most of these No, they were, really to be clear, to, to be clear, they were users that had Terra station wallets. They were users that were heavily active on Solana. They, uh, it, it's a very small overlap. And we've seen that now. Uh, over over 80% of our active users on the applications that we've deployed to um, uh, to Juno uh, were, um, were were not uh, were, were, uh, came didn't migrate over from Terra were just the the Terra users. We see that the friction of onboarding even people from Terra onboarding them into Cosmos um, is non-trivial. So. Yes, we we don't know exactly what the 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 ideal number is, but starting with five percent of the dollar value of the original stars airdrop, and then seeing from there, do we get a hundred percent success? Do we get fifty percent success? Do we get ten percent success? That information is going to be very critical for all future uh, airdrop programs for uh, the Stargaze community, along with many other data points that will be um, acquired through this process and the refinement thereof. I agree with you in terms of it being difficult to onboard people on Cosmos. In terms of Terra, Terra was a part of the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, it is difficult to onboard people from Cosmos uh, to the Kepler wallet, to Juno, and to all other Cosmos-related chains. However, I think Stargaze can invest money better in terms of if, if they would focus on Ethereum projects that are Ethereum native and offer them do a partnership and offer them some sort of incentive, maybe the same incentive for those users to come on board to Stargaze as opposed to investing uh, into this where the whole community is Cosmos based already and they will be going to Juno anyway. 
but thank you very much. That was my two cents. Thank you for having me. Uh, Thanks, yeah, I just want. So I just wanted to kind of repeat what I said before, which is I, I'm I'm absolutely you know I'm sure there's certain parts of this that are non-ideal, um, as I mentioned before, but I I, I think like again like this the spirit of this is to work with like what's in front of us and kind of this is just our starting point and this story will continue to evolve it's chapter one um all right um mayor ed dance i know you've been waiting as well um what is your question and comment hey hello guys um just a quick comment then i do have a question um i think i think this is a great idea it I just looked up that the current stars community pool is 403 million stars. And this proposal is asking for 3.8 million stars. And that's, I mean, it, it's only targeted to 1,279 wallets. So you're not going to get a hundred percent, you know, um, uh, uh, participation. So you're, you're lucky if this is going to get 50% participation. So you're looking at 600 wallets, 700 wallets. If you get 60% participation, you're looking at 2.1 million stars, right? I mean, do, are, I got the numbers right there. 700 wallets, 3,000 stars. Yeah, right, right, give or take. It's, a, it's you know, we can, we, we can play horseshoes. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you were saying, this is just a beta test just to see if, if what traction, you know, get, get it all dialed in. This is a screaming yes. I mean, in my opinion, this proposal is a screaming yes. We need to do this. The STARS community needs to do this by a factor of like 20. And I understand this is just a, a beta test on the trying to get this type of reach going. But in my opinion, this type of business development and reaching out to, and I understand it's, it's just a specific targeted group right now. But if, if these numbers are correct, this is maybe, maybe it, it'll spend 2 million stars. That's, that's if you get 60% participation, which I would be surprised if that happens. If we do it, we get the data, we know. And then, like I said, this needs to be done 10 times over. So that's, that's my opinion, friends. That's a great way to look at it, is that essentially there's a budget um, for community outreach. And here, uh, the, the request is for roughly 03 to 0.4% of that budget. So, you know, a third of 1% of that budget to go for the first iteration of experimentation of uh, refining uh, a migration experience. Yeah. Um, uh, Mayor, did you have a question specifically? So if the proposal is passed, what's the time frame on implementing implementing all this? Are you looking at three months? Are you looking at two months? Uh, I, I, know, I know there's a clawback. I think I, I read in there 50 days. But what is the implementation? What is the time frame on if you get the yes vote, like letting it happen? Well, from Levana's perspective, the uh, the assets are prepared. Um, the there is there's more uh, infographs. Um, there's more AMAs and videos, uh, tutorials that need to be produced, but that's kind of all in the in the roadmap to naturally come out um, as uh, as uh, some of the, the the tech and UX um, is refined. Uh, what is uh, uh, you know human algorithm? Uh, any thoughts in terms of um, deployment on the contracts or the front end? Uh, you know I, I'm. 
you know, <clears throat> I'm reluctant <clears throat> to give like a, a estimate because I don't want to get it wrong. But I, I think the I think the less than three months thing is probably reasonable. Um, if it's slow, it's it's probably my fault because I have, like I said, I have to write the contract. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah, that's that's completely reasonable. I mean, if if you guys if you, if you get the yes vote, but like I said again, you know. I, I know a lot of people like they they'll tend to you know get very concerned about spending community pool money, but it's like you guys are asking for less than one percent, you know, maybe point six percent, and that is what this money is for, in my opinion, is to grow the stars uh, network. So I mean, it, it, like I've already stated, this is a screaming yes, in my opinion, and I think I wish we had like five more teams trying to do what you guys are doing. So anyways, you guys got my support. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I think if this is successful, uh, I think that there will be other teams that are are interested in this. And I think that can also be expanded where incentivizations can come, not even at the expense of the community pool. I mean, once there's the infrastructure for airdrops and for, you know, airdrops associated with whitelists from bridging, for, uh, you know, and then verifying ownership within different contracts. I mean, once you have those uh, primitives, and then once you're bullish that like, hey, this works. Hey, we just tried it with like another hundred people, and sixty of them went through the complete process. I mean, those are I, like in in terms of UX funnel analysis. I mean, that's a home run, and that's exactly what we're we're hoping to get here is to figure out what is the experience that's going to hit that you know high mark. Because I agree with you, it's impossible to get a hundred percent of people to do anything. You know, even quote unquote, except you know, free money. Um, it's it's you know, it's it's amazing, and we've seen that with many other airdrops that that has got to be smooth and it's got to make sense, um, and the incentives have to be aligned. So we're very excited to be the guinea pigs here. We're ex very excited to you know to to work with the Stargaze team on on creating that refined user experience, and then we're very excited to to see this grow to ten, twenty, fifty other projects. You know, with various different types of uh, reward mechanics. Um, yeah. How are we doing uh, on questions, Ruan? I think we're good. Um, I don't see any more. If there's any more questions, please request to speak and we'll get you answered. We're, uh, we're, we've, we've spent more than an hour right now. <laughs> um, but I, I also do want to iterate that this is, it's an experiment and we'll refine the process. Like we were the first to do an LBP through a liquidity bootstrapping pool, uh, through osmosis and others have followed. I think, I think it might've been Axelar who kind of followed our lead. And we learned from our airdrop as well to shorten the clawback period. So like that's something we refined in this airdrop. So now the clawback is only is only 50 days as opposed to a couple of months. So the the more we do this, we're doing we're doing this as a first chain uh in the uh period. So we'll get better and better at it. And this is really the the first step. Um I know we we spent a bunch of time here. Um, if there are no other questions, I want to give you guys some closing remarks, and we can call it a day. Uh, yeah. Um, but you know, like like I said before, um, I I think <clears throat> I, I think like what's what's less interesting, um, is like should or should we not do this airdrop? 
um, because like as discussed, it's it's not that much, and um, the upside is a lot. Um, but something I found uh, quite valuable from this conversation is, uh, you know, I'd love to hear the community feedback about like, you know, is this the right strategy for Stargates to grow and for Cosmos to grow? And like, um, what's the right way to do it? What's the right kind of projects? Like basically the discussion that's an output of this decision um, I'm very much interested in. And I look forward to hearing uh, more of that from the community as we continue on this uh, strategy. Yeah, totally. And I think that that's, that's part of, uh, of why it's so interesting to even brainstorm about these things. And, and just even the com, you know, uh, human algorithm, like the conversations that you and I have had over the past, like, two months just of different methodologies and, you know, different uh, workflows and, and what are the, you know, what's the psychology and what's the impact of gas fees and all of that stuff is that if you don't actually try stuff and you don't actually try to get your hands dirty, it's very hard to make progress. And that's what we're trying to do here is just figure out how to make progress. Um, awesome. Thanks guys. Um, we had one, one more person uh, request to speak. So cosmic camera, um, you're on real quick. Hey, thanks. This has been a really interesting conversation. Um, it's really interesting to hear the back and forth about the advantages and, and disadvantages. I think it's a really interesting proposal. Um, I just want to hear about more of Lavana's plans for Stargaze. So if we do uh, have that migration of the Rec Dragons to Stargaze, what would the further development, you know, I missed the very beginning of this, so sorry if that was covered at the very beginning of the call, but what, what would the further development of Lavana NFTs on Stargaze look like? Well, what I can tell you more about uh, what we've done in our past, you know, so that you can just better understand um, how we grew naturally. Um, we had uh, we had released uh, eight uh, games on Terra. We had about ten thousand players a month. Um, we had um, the uh, we had the largest trading volume on Terra, um, and we created many different uh, game assets that then. Uh, could be used in the various different, uh, you know, uh, gamified uh, experiences that we created. You know, some of which um, were, you know, uh, like the old school style video games. Some of which were adventure games on Discord. Some of which were, you know, um, like uh, like puzzle games, et cetera. Some were multiplayer, like Command and Conquer style uh, allocation resources. And so, I think what we're looking for is to try and uh, to try and help evolve NFTs as a whole uh, within uh, Cosmos and to have a real partner um, to do that with. And I think that it's, uh, it's too early right now to create a roadmap. Um, and more what we're trying to do is to experiment and, um, and just ship and deliver and then see what works. You know, so if I had a magic wand and and I could just build anything that I wanted, um, you know, I would want to build um, a, adventure games that you know leverage DeFi services um, and were uh, you know were uh, like can interconnected between uh, applications built on different Cosmos chains. That's a pretty large vision, and I think it's going to take a while to get there. And I think that the way that we get to, to grand visions like that is by starting small, by having um, a, having a data uh, oriented experimentation, and then learning from that uh, what works and what doesn't work, and and 
and and really partnering with high quality teams and trying to figure out you know answer the question of well what if we tried something new how would people react so i apologize if that's a cop out because i'm not revealing a, a direct roadmap but that's that's kind of just how the thought process works and that's what we've done to date and and that's where we've it's kind of that flexibility and constant curiosity as as kind of toy makers that um, has allowed us to ch- succeed uh, to achieve the success that we've had so far. Cool. Thank you. That's definitely helpful hearing you articulate that. And uh, yeah, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, also, uh, one thing um, I wanted to mention was that from the original Stargaze airdrop, um, about 25% of the um, people who were eligible were able to claim. Um, so that I, I'm, I'm guessing the Levana one might be a little bit more active because they, uh, they've got a pretty, pretty active discord in there. Um, but if there are no other questions or comments from people, I think we will go ahead and wrap it up. We've had a very, very active Twitter space today and a lot of people come in and it's great to see people being active in governance. So I appreciate you all coming here. Um, V, do you have something, some last words? You shouldn't have kicked me off the speakers, mate, when I stopped talking. <laughs> um, Sorry, we're all friends here. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, I want to ask whether Stargaze would approach an Ethereum native NFT community and actually try to onboard uh, an Ethereum community and help them uh, make a Kepler wallet and set it up and... Uh, do an airdrop for them. I mean, I love the idea that Levana have put in place to onboard ETH native communities, but I don't believe that they are an ETH native community. And I understand that they're saying this is beta testing, but if it's just testing, there shouldn't be an airdrop. I mean, people migrate all the time. Since Terra's collapsed, we've been migrating NFTs left, right, and center. It doesn't mean that anyone needed to airdrop anything. Uh, I just don't understand that point in terms of what's in it for the people uh, for Stargaze. I understand there might be some liquidity that might come, but that's the same liquidity that's already been airdropped to direct dragons. But in regards to what if if Stargaze is looking at onboarding native NFT communities, uh, Ethereum and Solana are definitely the biggest NFT communities. Ethereum is years ahead of anyone else it, it would be interesting to see if you guys can onboard communities that are struggling over there yeah Thank it, you. absolutely but i mean yes but like that is the plan is to go and um target ethereum native communities uh and, and do the airdrop and and also solana too when we're able to get there from a technical perspective I think it, yeah, and I think that uh, the data that that we collect working together um, is is what's going to enable those conversations to be successful. And I think V, you really nailed it when you mentioned uh, all of the friction points, like you know, uh, explaining to the Ethereum community, um, ex- you know, explaining to the you know the core team, um, giving them the messaging and the onboarding, uh, teaching them how to teach Kepler. Um, all of these types of friction points, which is for most projects is just going to be a non-starter. You know, when, when they could just migrate over to 
uh, Polygon or to Arbitrum or to Immutable or to any of these other places that just natively support MetaMask. Um, and then you come to them and start talking about bridging and about other wallets and additional seed phrases and you know another app on your ledger, et cetera. Um, that that kills the conversation in most cases, at least from, from you know where I've had uh, you know the uh, you know from from my own research. I think that we all understand where the goal is. Um, it's just a matter of what's the most uh, what's the fastest and most cost effective way to get there. And I think that the the proposal that Lavana has outlined is the fastest and most cost effective way to get there. I, is I'm, that I'm another speaker? Stargaze, I'm, I'm wondering, can't Stargaze just do that themselves by making a collection on Ethereum, just anything like a bad kid's collection on Ethereum and just figuring out how to move them on board and set it in place in terms of data. The data is 100%. If you give someone free money, they're going to move. That's 100% going to happen. There's no doubt in that in terms of data. But I'm just going to shut up because I can keep going on and on. Thank you, guys. Well, Thank you. well uh, again, I want, I want to mention that our airdrop was only claimed by 25% of the people. So, you know, the, we have expectations and assumptions, and they don't necessarily always uh, pan through. But, yeah, you know, uh, you give somebody something, they're more incentivized to do that action. Um, I know uh, we we are coming late on time here, but I do want to get PS Labs in here because they are they're a top project and they're also from Terra. Um, uh, what's your question or comments, PS Labs? Hi there. Um, yeah, thanks for giving me uh, just a few minutes. I'll be quick. And it's actually just based off of um, something V just said: is the fact that um, Levana aren't necessarily Ethereum native, but the argument being made is that the data being generated will help sort of future migration uh, is probably a bit false because the data, if anything, will be misleading because it's not a true um, Ethereum project. So using data from something like this could actually probably, other than maybe some points, which might be true, can mostly be thrown away because is um, we're not dealing with if if the goal is to target specifically Ethereum, that is um, to sort of bring Ethereum communities over. Um, it'd be a sort of like a bit of a you get a lot of sort of uh, false data back. Um, so just to like, uh, I would, but I'd like I'd love him I'd love you guys to sort of be able to speak on that bit further. But essentially, yeah, the fact that. Uh, a lot of the data collected won't be true data because the communities aren't true Ethereum communities. So uh, it could so, be misleading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so a couple of things. First, I, like I said, I think the biggest, the biggest hump here is not like the amount of stars, which is like not that much, um, or like getting approval to spend that amount. Um, the, the biggest hurdle is like setting the technical stuff up I mean, it's going to be a pretty complicated contract with like with a du double wallet signing on the front end and everything. And um, so, put, so putting that all together, I think, is like like hurdle number one. Um, now, in terms of like Ethereum native communities, um, I, I, you know, I would actually love to see uh, someone suggest like, hey, 
here's an Ethereum native community. This seems like a good group of people to talk to. You know, I, I can uh, definitely suggest some. I can definitely suggest you some Ethereum yeah. native communities that would that would possibly come over. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can I can definitely DM you about them if you want. But I can oh. suggest you some NFT native communities. And uh, sorry. Yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. You know, I love that. And, and like, um, you know, maybe even like when the right communities are selected, we can get some other uh, um, proposals up for those communities to airdrop to them as well. Um, um, just a quick. Um, so you say you're going to build a uh, sort of the bridge. Will that then be open source, available? And who owns the intellectual property to that um, once it's built? Uh, yeah, so there'll be um, so the, so the main component is an airdrop contract, which essentially validates the Ethereum and the Kepler signatures, and just says, "Hey, this is a this is a person who owns both." And in, inside the contract, contract it'll do the airdrop mechanism. We already have an, uh, a contract that does airdrop from our previous airdrop, so it's going to be essentially the same code. Uh, and and that code should be open source. The contract. How about ownership, like um, the actual ownership of the IP? Because um, might Stargaze be better off to just essentially hire freelancers and to fully own all of that themselves? Levant, to be clear, Levana ha will have no uh, rights to any intellectual property or any any contribution to the design implementation. Um, the it, you know the the user experience, the data analysis, the postmortem, all of that is uh, is designed to be just uh, owned by the community, open source. Um, there's no uh, there's no concept of an IP grab here, uh, at least from Lavana's side. Just wanted to ask one thing: in terms of the Rex dragons on Ethereum, they're staying in the wallet that they're in. And new ones are going to be airdropped or re-minted on Stargaze, like for like, identical duplicate NFTs on two chains, right? Uh, no, no, the, so, yeah, please go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, the, so, 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 if you have a wreck dragon on Ethereum, you get a Winter Pal on Stargaze. So, they're, they're two different collections. Okay, perfect. So the same collection isn't going to be migrated. So the idea is to get the data of the Ethereum native community, get their wallet addresses, get those, get them to put Stargaze and why they can mint on Stargaze, right? And give them yeah, yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, I just had well, another. I just wanted not, to... not just, sorry, just a cheap shell, but we're really doing that on Wrecked Gang. We're We've collected data of whitelist from Ethereum and got the Juno addresses, and we're sorting out all that data. If you want data, you can get it from us for free, mate. Well, that that would be, certainly be helpful. I, I was going to add another point that I didn't say before, which is I think to get like real data, because because I think there seems to be some con contentiousness about like is this real data or not. Um, you know, statistically speaking, you're going to have to do multiple projects, right? So let's say we did this with like five Ethereum projects or 10. I think only at that point would we really know what's going on. Um, and I think at this stage, we're like in the initial, initial stages. Um, does that make sense? But yeah, but the fact is, is then, then why are we choosing the very first spend on this to be a project which um, is not a true Ethereum? 
project. However, though, uh, just to, you know, back up the van a bit, I know you guys are fantastic builders. Um, and I would love to see you guys on Stargaze uh, chains. Um, but, yeah, I, sorry. And also I joined a bit later on, so I haven't got the, I haven't listened to the full thing, which I will listen back. But I, I, I think it, it just requires a bit more thought. The fact that, like, you know, there's still going to be NFTs or copies of it left on Ethereum still, for me, that means you just kind of need to go back to the drawing board a bit. Um, uh, but ju just to clarify, it's, it's not a copy left on Ethereum. They're a completely separate, discrete collection with its own artwork, its own metadata um, that they promised that would have been dropped to holders of the Wreck Dragon. So. I, I think I know what's going on here, sort of. Um, well, there, there's two things. Let me, let me uh, uh, I guess there's two things with Nirvana. Uh, and, uh, yeah, also, hello? Mike, um, I want to, if, if, if you could make a quick answer, we have one more question, and I just want to get oh, to boy. it. And, uh, I know we've got, uh, we've got more questions towards the end of the, the space here. A lot here. of engagement. Um, yeah. Well, well, two things, right? Because I think what you're saying is, like, if we went in there and we just, like, picked the uh, projects that have the ideal terms that make sense for what we're trying to do. Like maybe we wouldn't pick Levana. I, I think that's kind of what you're saying. Um, and I, I think what has happened in practicality here is essentially two things with Levana. One, like you said, they're great builders. So I think they're pretty reliable and that's pretty important, obviously. Um, and the second thing is just, I guess organically Stargaze and Levana have developed this like relationship. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we met at a conference, like we're kind of engaging and it's just been a solid dialogue. I'm not really, you know, we don't really have that kind of working partnership with some of the projects you might think are like more of an objectively better fit. So I think that's also part of it. And on one hand, obviously that's, you can say, oh, that's bad because, you know, objectively we should pick this other project to do number one. And, and I think that's certainly a strong argument. But on the other hand, I think it's good because it's, um, because it's, we need a project that we have a good work, working relationship with during this beta stage. Now I'll, 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 sub, I'll subside just because I know I've already got to ask my questions, but if there's time at the end or I'll DM you about them later, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for your answers. Thanks for coming. Jan Janice, did you want to ask? Hey, hello. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, we can hear. Sorry, I was muted. Yeah, you're up. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, sorry, um, uh, my internet is a little cracky today. Uh, I heard uh, uh, the questions and comments from uh, V and PS Labs, and uh, I am uh, just curious uh, how, what, uh, what and how you mean um, an Ethereum community, like... Uh, how, how you mean that Levana is an Ethereum community? I, I fail to understand this. If you can, if can, can someone elaborate, please? Sure. We're working together to create a workflow which then can be refined and then pitched with real data to Ethereum communities. So what Levana did was start out by building an Ethereum project and then highly vetting a group of beta testers to participate in a significant amount of work that it will take 
for this technology to become live. And then once that exists, then it can be distributed and can be marketed to many native Ethereum communities. The value that Lavana brings to the table here is not the Lavana Ethereum NFTs. Those NFTs were created specifically for this partnership so that Stargaze can create a methodology which can be uh, which can be distributed to many different communities that already exist. That's why this is called a beta test. And as uh, the guys have said before, the way that you create a successful beta test is by finding two partners that are highly motivated with the same goal and have a strong working relationship and have a low risk of... Um, of uh, you know, have have a, a high previous success rate at innovation. So it could be that there's a better team on Ethereum that that would come around and be interested to um, participate this early on, but it could also not be. And it could be that the next three months, instead of actually building and shipping and innovating and learning, um, you know that there that all that doesn't happen, and then instead. Uh, three months is is just do, uh, focuses on business development. Hopefully, trying to find um, uh, an NFT, co- the you know the perfect NFT community. But I think what makes the most sense is to um, take a very small budget, um, use it as an experiment, learn from it, and then figure out how to reproduce it with um, uh, with lower amounts of friction over and over again. And I know I see um, uh, I I see you're uh, also a wrecked uh, um, a wrecked wolf member. So I know that you've been through the whole migration before, and that you've you know you've had assets on Terra and you've had assets on Ethereum. So I, I think you're you're probably a great candidate um, to participate in this beta. It might not be the this initial beta, um, but you know, I think the the three of you guys that have come on uh, to speak from the wrecked dragon community or from uh, sorry the wrecked wolf community from Terra um, all bring up great points that the real definition of success here is going to be the ability to um, you know to uh, to expand this to multiple projects and to refine it over time. You have offered me a bribe. My job is done. Thank you very much. I will not continue any further and I will not ask any questions. Thank you. Appreciate it. Is it alright if I quickly pitch a question back to my question is actually for Stargates. Um yep. is the mm-hmm. fact that uh aren't you guys already working on an Ethereum bridge? It, because it's kind of in, in the mandate and the roadmap to begin with. Um yep. so is this something that essentially you guys need more support with? Um in order to li- deliver, or or has it not really been worked on to this point? And if this was kind of in the original plan, what shouldn't that be sort of done by Stargate? Oh uh, yeah. So uh, okay. So there's two components to get an Ethereum NFT uh, over to Stargate. Well, the one is a bridging. So that's the gravity bridge stuff. And we actually wrote the code to send an NFT to gravity to the bridge. Um, there's another half of code to get it off the bridge. 
Um, and then the second major component is this thing called ICS721. You might be familiar with the ICS721 working group. Um, and uh, that is essentially, I, uh, that's IBC for NFTs. And tremendous progress has been made on that PR. Any, for anybody interested, they can DM me and I will send you the PR. Been worked on collabor collaboratively with Juno and Arc Protocol. And uh, it's actually fully tested. Uh, like the, there was a, there was a test. There was an NFT that was sent from Stargaze testnet to uh, Juno mainnet uh, that went by. So, so that already exists. And uh, that is kind of, should go into audit soon. So that there's progress being made there as well. And it's not even just Stargaze, it's just being done collaboratively because the intention is that it should have been done universally to begin with. Um, so this is kind of all falling under the one big umbrella of interoperability. Like we have, like we're, there's, there's something, there's work being done on interoperability between chains. Uh, there will be work in terms of moving and actually transferring NFT between chains. Uh, and this is, this is just like another way to like, this is more like interoperable community, I guess you could say, because there's not an actual transfer of the NFT occurring, but there's a transfer of the community occurring. So what's roughly the sort of US dollar value of this, let's just say first leg or first part of the commission? And after spending that money, where do you expect it to be? Like, will we, will we be able to move NFTs for a bridge by that point? Um, I, I heard something was like 2 million stars. Um, Three million? So it's about like $110,000, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And, 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 and is this something that Stargaze essentially does really, you know, is looking to seek more support on and more developers? Um, oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, I mean, I just a personal opinion, like I, I think like, go for it. <laughs> but um yeah yeah I, I i'm all i've got all the answers to sorts of my questions i I've, i feel pretty positive on it I, there are obviously um some uh qualms with you know the, the, the saying the data side of things and basically choosing a community that's you know arguably not a a true ethereum community but just for the technical side of building this bridge and and, and the the price it'll cost and hopefully that it does come in at, at sort of around that cost and doesn't get you know help project go get strung out and uh, it works i think yeah, it's I think, gonna add huge value yeah I think, you know i think i have to remember like we have this huge community pool right it's not really being used right now um and at some point stargaze is going to say like well here's some creators that are able to build cool stuff and grow Stargaze organically, et cetera. Like there'll, there'll be uses and all the uses would be either at increasing the utility of Stargaze or like expanding Stargaze, et cetera. And th th this is kind of fall, this is like kind of falling under that umbrella of what, what, do, what are we able to do with what's in the community pool in order to benefit Stargaze? Is the, um, 
is the benefit more than the the ask at the end of the day um, is what the voters have to decide, right? And anyone can still come and make a proposal like this, and the same question will be asked from the community. Yeah, and 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 uh, you know, responding back to TS Labs, you know, would love to hear about which communities can be targeted, like where we have pre-existing connections and relationships. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. I'm. Uh, definitely the rec tools and V there is the other people to speak to on that. I, I'm just super, I'm just a Cosmos degen. I, I don't really know anything about Ethereum. So um, yeah, they'll definitely, um, they'll definitely be great to help you there. But um, no, yeah. Uh, thanks for answering questions and um, yeah, I'll, I'll have a think and see if we've got any other questions but i'll dm them to you personally thanks um also one more thing about the, um, the ethereum bridge um that many people may not know is that um the bridge with gravity is up for fungible assets so you can send stars over to ethereum so like that part human algorithm has already written you're able to do um the part we're working on is moving over non-fungible assets uh, to and from ethereum yeah, and uh, you know, similarly, like we have a pretty, pretty strong working relationship with Gravity Bridge, which might, which really has to do with kind of the, the ethos of their chain and the ethos yeah. of our chain. Yeah, I think what would be good is, as you said, is to just uh, sort of get maybe one or two other, uh, just pure NFT projects involved. So when the time comes, that they can do some kind of marketing or airdrop uh, stunt at the same time just to make sure you really capitalize on that moment when it happens when it all goes live to sort of bring other projects in and, and sort of let, let it all accumulate to like a big moment uh so just on top of even just air dropping your levana rec dragons holders i think you know try to get the wrecked walls to recommend some other projects and ask them to prepare a small little thing and just you know other than just the actual technicalities of being able to bring the NFTs over to create like a network effect of great marketing for Stargates, essentially, um, to really create a buzz and a hype around it. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Yes, certainly. Um, and yeah, that uh, we we have been lucky that all of our projects pretty much do the marketing for us, right? So um we stargaze as a whole doesn't do a ton of marketing our marketing has kind of been with the airdrops um when projects launch they promote stargaze and levana is going to be doing that as well um just um out of interest how would because essentially they'll probably need some kind of incentive right if we are to reach out to other uh communities i mean it's great if they just want to come over but um how do you think Stargaze could further incentivize other projects to come along? I mean, there's very obvious just offering them money, but I'm wondering if there's, if you have any ideas other than just sort of giving them uh, cash in hand to bring them over. Uh, I think there's two, two ways, right? Like one is just what we have to offer as like in general, um, all the good things about, cosmos and i think the second thing is is you know there like there's going to have to be like we're going to have to directly engage these people and create relationships with them 
Yeah. Um, also, I don't know if you, you guys uh, may not have heard this last night, but um, uh, Sonny and Zaki were on the Bankless podcast for, uh, which is, you know, those guys at the Maxis. And one of the last questions was, you know, if I'm just getting into Cosmos, what's, what should I do? Right. And Sonny said, uh, you know, buy some Adam, go to Osmosis, trade for stars, uh, and then go and buy your first bad kids NFT. So, like, we're getting exposure already in the Ethereum ecosystem. And that's just like kind of one small example of it. Yeah, but, I mean, I, mean yeah. I, I, I think at the end of the day, Ethereum users won't come to Cosmos unless one, there's like the technical difference. And then two, the, kind of the general like user experience is being part of the ecosystem. Yeah, guys. Um, all right. Well, we're, we're coming up on close to two hours here on this space and it has been like a really get, great conversation. Um, I know everyone's got a bunch of stuff to get back to here, um, but let's continue the conversation online on Twitter and discord. And um, yeah, please ask, ask us any questions and yeah, we'll answer. Um, Thanks again for dropping by, uh, Lavana. Okay. Yeah, you have one last Thanks. word. Thanks. Yeah, and I also just want to mention our our DMs are open, our Twitter, uh, you know, both on our Twitter and on our Discord. You know, the community is very open. Happy to you know answer any further questions um, and look forward to you know working together. It's you know we've got a a, a strong community. Um, you know we've got uh, you know we've we've got thousands of people that have uh, played our games in the past. Um, even on on Cosmos, uh, you know, with the recent games on Juno, and there's a certain magic um, associated with uh, with with product design and community that we are super excited to to bring to Stargaze and, and to help enhance Stargaze. So we're you know we we're really just honored and uh, to you know to be able to do this with you guys, and and we really. Uh, love the positive feedback from the community. So thank you all for, for participating in governance. Yeah, thank you very much for coming and joining everybody. And uh, hopefully we'll see you on Thursday for our regular creator space. Um, have a great day, guys. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Stargaze and Lavana chatting about a proposal to airdrop stars to wreck dragon holders on Ethereum. Recorded on Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Waking up like a basement dweller Stepped out the door and heard racist yelling 2020, what an ugly shit show Staring at the fucking Rick Roll from the get-go Looking outside, the whole state's on fire The fuck do you expect when you embrace the liars And replace the writers with AI just like us Emaciated models killing bright birds First in, last out, picture me rolling The worst time to cash out, so what you holding? The Burks gonna cash cow country stolen Drooling over chicken like the goose is golden Trying to be so full Spitting that molten Lava from the bottom of the caldera I'm hot and gonna put it in a bottle And offer it to the god who hit the gas full throttle Blasting off in a rocket The many people who will, will see things happen to them That are in their favor So someone's looking over me That's a, that's a fascinating phenomenon When that happens And those situations, what you find is, is that we as humans simply have a 
writings, living that life like Who would have guessed you'd turn out this nice, right? Avoiding stress, that's the motherfucking secret Print that shit on a motherfucking leaflet I'm just an asshole hooked on the bricks Looking at the rectangles, damn they kinda thick We've gone through a whole lot of kings here Cutting off heads just to bring cheer Getting all fired up, Tiger King, line them up When you'd give an arm and a leg just to try the junk On some first time buyer's luck Alexa, set a reminder and remind me to buy a bunch And put your hands up if you fuck this year And keep them in the air if you're picking up the spare And put your mask on just to go outside Looking at the planet about to downsize So climate change will not make Earth Basically, every other coastal city that we've spent thousands of years building uh, in the, since the dawn of civilization. Terrorist spaces. <laughs> 